Yeah, it's sports talk from the three bros. Something you can bet on like Pete Rose. And you better not miss it like some free throws. Giving taste is more accurate than Drew Brees throws. And it might get explosive like some C4. We just giving you a look inside the peephole. So if you got a weak take, you better keep those. And get your cheeks swole when you step into the ring with the Yami Bros. All right, let's get into it then. Hey, happy new year. Happy, happy, happy New Year's 2019. We are here to Me Bros Podcast. 85, how you feeling? JDZ, how you feeling, baby? It's New Year. I'm ready to get this thing started, man. I'm feeling I'm good. Feeling good, baby. Feeling good. I-, I tell y'all one thing. I told y'all Clemson was gonna must down Notre Dame. And I told right. you my Texans gonna win the Super Bowl. I'm feeling good about it. Texans got a dub. Tigers got right. a dub. AT got the HBCU national title for three out of four years. Lakers beat Golden State on Christmas. I'm feeling good about life, baby. How y'all feeling? I love I love how he continues to to make sure AT's getting the shine that it should. So Jerry, I commend you for that. Um yeah. your teams are playing well. Uh, yeah, I think it's still a far stretch for you to talk about Texas winning the Super Bowl. But anyway, uh JD's how you feeling down there, brother? You good? Yeah. Well, once we start talking about Super Bowl, Jerry, just leave it to the big boys. Uh we're not gonna focus on anybody else. My boys are the cream of the crop. Uh, and as Coach Willie Webb will tell you, uh, cream rises to the top. So at the end of the day, I'm ready to get going with these playoffs. We're about to go in and get these dubs. Oh, wait, we don't play this week because we already got the bye. So uh, yeah. good luck to all you guys who are actually playing. We'll be waiting for you on the other side. So, yo, we got to talk about this real quick, this this Saints thing, before we get into our debate topics. Uh, my boy Ant Lee, man, shout out to Ant Lee. Uh, we had a conversation last night, actually, about how disrespectful it would be if the Saints actually came to Atlanta and won a Super Bowl in Mercedes-Benz, that would be so disrespectful. Yeah, and we no, compare, I mean, you, you, let me let me tell you guys the, the the most accurate analogy comparison you can make for this. That's basically like somebody sleeping with your chick, and you can't do nothing about it, and you gotta stay <laughs> with her. For the Saints, I'm trying to tell you, for the Falcons fan, we're in Atlanta. If the Falcons fans. If the Saints come here and win the win win the chip, like I, don't, I, don't, I mean, I don't know how they even play in that. I don't know how they go back in the next season, man. I don't know, Jeremy. I, don't, I, well, I I literally don't know how they go back and play, and that they should just give it to the United Soccer. It's soccer already stadium. it's already it's already United Stadium. Let's get that straight. Uh, it's the Atlanta United Stadium. They're just That's allowing true. the Falcons to uh, rent it. But it's true. Uh, the, they went they the went Colts. chips and they uh, put more people in there. So yeah, yeah. shout out to the That's Falcons true. fans out there, man. United. Yeah, the one thing I will say, uh, overall, the closest comparison I can get to divisional-wise is in Arizona like three years ago, or it was longer than that now, when Seattle won their Super Bowl, they won it in Arizona Cardinal Stadium. But that's not a rival quite like the Saints like and the Falcons. Like Saints and Falcons? Yeah. That's crazy. For you who don't know, uh, Saints and Falcons is uh, the most underrated, undervalued Rivalry, probably out of any every out of rivalries in all sports, and the reason why is because neither team has really a great history of being good. But there's still that the rivalry is still that strong. Like it's it's like Yankees Red Sox, and neither team had won a World Series in like the last thirty years, and except maybe one. I mean that's that's kind of what you get when you get Atlanta Falcons versus the Saints. Um, I walked into uh, IHOP with a Saints hat on uh, in Atlanta. I felt like I was gonna get jumped. And I was already ready to stab somebody with some keys. So at the end of the day, 
kind of got to understand what you're going into when you go into that atmosphere. Um, no, how you going to stand with Kiwis? Okay. Okay. So, I mean, uh, I mean let's, there, let's ask one question. You're in a Waffle House with knives on the table, and you're thinking about stabbing somebody with keys. Jeremy talking about keys, bro. You talking about keys. Yeah. You talking about like Rikers Island. You talking about Rikers Island type of you talk, yeah. yeah. Anyway, fellas, man, I'm excited to get into uh, what we got going on. NFL, NCAA. I'm literally right now watching Texas move up on Georgia. Uh, 17-7 right now. But uh, playoffs start Saturday, fellas. How are we looking, man? I, I know you, you guys had uh, some 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 good weeks, some bad weeks last week for your, with your picks. But as far as the playoffs go right now, who do you guys like? Let's let's start with uh, start with JDZ down there. Um. As for for this week or as a whole for the playoffs, let's start with this week. And I mean, if you want to talk about you, you know your predictions going uh, into the rest of the playoffs, yeah. you know, by all means. Yeah, um, I'll, I'll I'll start with that first off. Uh, I'll start with a quick aside to me in Vegas and how we're so similar with our picks. So I'll just start off by telling you that against the I guess. Based on their over-unders, Vegas picked seven of the 12 teams made the playoffs ahead of schedule. Yours truly picked seven of the 12 as well. We were in different conferences, different teams, but we are both on top of it. Secondly, on average, I did, as you guys know, I posted on Instagram all of my picks and what I, predict, what I predicted every team would finish at. I was, on, on average, about 2.25% off on my picks. Vegas was 2.14. Slightly better, but hey, if you're as good as Vegas, I mean, what, what do I have to tell you? So uh, overall, I picked the Saints to make it to the Super Bowl and to face the uh, Los Angeles Chargers and win that matchup. But I'm starting to lean away from it. Going into this weekend here, uh, I'm very interested to see the, the Colts versus Texas matchup. I got a funny feeling like the Colts might make it to the Super Bowl, and it might be deja vu, Saints 13-3, and losing their only three games of the season to the Cowboys, the Buccaneers, and then the last game of the season against the Panthers when they rested players, same both seasons, uh, where they beat the Colts in the, in the, in the Super Bowl. So um, I'm starting to lean kind of towards the Colts making a big run. I, I'm, I've been kind of impressed with them, but – I think it's one of those do or die games against uh, the Texans. If the Texans get a W there, I think they can maybe make make some noise as well. I know Jared will look forward to that. Maybe if they come back Andrew and Luck uh, balling, man, Andrew Luck yeah, balling. I, I saw every snap this past weekend, man. He's got velocity. He looks like he has confidence back. Uh, and, and, and I think it'll be a tough matchup about, for, for the Texans. The the one thing I'll say about the Texans too is uh, the Texans really don't have a good secondary. They they generally get off the field based on their front four. Jadavion Clowney, uh, Whitney Merciless, J.J. Watt, uh, the whole crew. I mean, those guys are excellent. But as of right now, for the first part of the season, the Saints probably had the best offensive line of football. As of right now, I think it's probably the Colts. Um, they've been mauling people up front. They've been able to protect. They're big physical guys. I think they can hold up and and, uh, and help Andrew Luck to, to stay upright. And if they can hold up against that line, that secondary could get had. And if you don't know – I'm, I'm going to give Texans fans and Texas coaches a little help. Guard T.Y. Hilton. In the last, like, 10 games they played against T.Y. Hilton, he's averaging, like, 150 yards. I mean, he literally torches the Texans every time they play. Just guard him. Make somebody else beat you. Double him up. Put Tyron Matthew and uh, 
Kareem Jackson on him. Put your best two corner, your best corner, your best safety on him, and make somebody else beat you because if you don't, he is going to torture you again. Well, um, that was a mouthful. Uh, twist. Yeah, but uh, 85. What do so, you have to say about that? I think that's nonsense. Um, first uh, off, obviously, I, I, I probably would thought you thought that was nonsense, but let's go through a couple nonsense? things. One quarterback with the highest quarterback rating over the last two months is who? Deshaun Watson. Deshaun. Deshaun, over the last eight weeks of the season, has two interceptions and 20 touchdowns. Um, Actually, 21 touchdowns after after last week. Um, Deshaun has has gone six straight games without an interception. He's gone nine of the last 10 games without an interception or a turnover. And uh, what he's been able to do is to stabilize the offense to help us to lead the league in turnover margin, which is what we do best. The reason I think that we're going to beat the Colts is a couple things. One, we split the season matchups. We lost the second game by three. We beat them the first game by three. Here's the difference, though. The game we lost, we were up 7-0. With, uh, we scored on the second drive of the game. We're up 7-0. And our backup slot receiver gets a concussion after our regular slot receiver was already out. And the rest of the game, we ran with our third-string quarterback as our wide receiver. And they didn't guard him the entire time. And basically, they took away all the rest of the outside help. And so Deshaun was left to throw the ball to a quarterback who couldn't get any separation. And what we also do a lot of is we do a lot of jet sweeps with the slot receiver to be able to help with the run game. Because we didn't have that, they they were able to take away our run game. I don't expect that to happen. I think Kiki QT is actually going to be back this week. We've been holding him off for the past eight weeks, it seems like. Uh, So he finally should be healthy to come back and play. Also, things that I look for. Andrew Luck can give you a couple turnovers. He He gave a bad turnover in the game last week versus the Titans. And then they gave another bad turnover on a fumble while running back. And if it boils down to Deshaun Watson in a primetime game or a primetime moment, you bet on Deshaun. This is what I'm going to say. Deshaun played in two college playoff games or two college playoff runs, four total games. I bet every game on Clemson. Clemson covered the spread on every game. He won a national title. And right now you can get the Texans at plus 2,500 to win the Super Bowl. I'm telling you right wow. now. That's that is right now. Plus right 2500 I bet $40 to win 1000 So here's the way that this thing's going to look up. Wow. We're going to beat the Colts. We're going to play New England, who can't throw the ball right now. We're going to win that matchup. I fully expect the Chargers to beat the Ravens and to beat the Chiefs. When that mm-hmm. happens, Texas okay. have, have home field in the AFC Championship game versus the Chargers. Mm-hmm. I expect my boys to get it done and to win the Super Bowl. I'm not joking. I've already bet on the Texans. Because I feel confident. Now, when we go to look at the Saints, are the Saints right now in, in, in the catbird season, we say, in the, in the NFC? I would agree, but they do concern me. They Even though they rested a lot of starters, you don't want to look like that versus the Panthers last week. That look, they, they look really bad. The, uh, I know I know you're – like, it was bad. Yeah, I mean, and, and, and Curtis Samuel was torching Eli Apple. Um, I mean, I, I felt like it was one of those situations to where you don't want to go out looking that bad. But they're playing at home. I don't expect them to lose. But could they lose to a let's say the Bears or I would tell you the the thing but that Jeremy, I just let, let's, let, let's let's ask Jeremy about that real quick though, Jared. Like Jeremy, what honestly, what did you what did you think about that game? What do you think about Sean Payton? What do you think about the effort? I just want to get your take on that game. I mean, I, I mean, I'm not even counting that as a victory. Like I ain't talking any shit to you. You know that. 
I would, you know, normally full game, yeah. you know, I'd be talking mad shit. I, I didn't you say anything know, to you. You know what? I, because I, I know I, I you got, but you don't want to look like that. Am I, am, are we tripping? Yes, you guys are completely tripping. I almost called you to talk junk because it's like, hey, I know we are already in the top 10 and we got the eighth overall pick right now. Let's just drop back to 13 for no reason. That's kind of what the Panthers did. I, from my perspective, when Drew Brees is. We're not talking playing, about the Panthers, though. We're not, I didn't say no, anything I, about the I, Panthers. I, no, I, I was I'm just, talking about I was the just Saints, saying, how they look. I was saying I was saying it was terrible about you guys. For us, I wasn't the least bit concerned. In fact, I called Jared last week when the spread came out and the Saints were favored by nine points. And Jared will attest to this. I said, why is the Saints line keep going up? And why are people betting on the Saints? And Jared said, because it's Teddy Bridgewater versus Kyle Allen. And I said, Jared, I don't oh, care. Nice. Yeah, he looked he looked really good. But I said, Jared, I don't care. I'm not. I'm not betting on a team who's resting players and doesn't care about the game. Like, why would anybody care about a game that you've already secured? All you're going out to do is not get hurt. If you look at how the defense played, they played the most vanilla defenses ever. They played man coverage across the board. They pretty much played like a preseason game: man coverage across the board, no blitzing, and two double safety help. And they just pretty much said, "Hey, guys, we guys going to give you. We're going to give you some uh, practice. You know, covering wide receivers out in uh, out in man coverage." And we had a couple receivers or a couple quarterbacks who were getting burnt. But overall, was I concerned with that? No, because we generally don't play man coverage. We're a zone coverage team. We play man. I think it was more of a case of just saying, hey, let's see how these guys can hold up in man coverage in case we need to go to it in the playoffs. But overall, this is shaping up the same way it shaped up in 2009. Let me me give you guys uh, the the picture 2009. So we won the Super Bowl in 2009. Of course, you guys remember. 2009. You want to know who our three losses were in 2009? The Cowboys, the Buccaneers, and the Panthers in Week 17 when we rested players. Oh, wait. This year, did we lose to the Cowboys, the Buccaneers, and the Panthers in Week 17 when we were resting players? As of right now, it kind of looks like Drew Brees is probably going to finish second in the MVP. Well, what did he finish in the year we won the Super Bowl? Oh, he finished second. Oh, wow. That is crazy. Um Overall, we finished sixth in rushing. I think it's pretty crazy that you're conspiracy theorist for the Saints. Like, where are you finding this from? Breitbart Saints? Yeah. <laughs> <Ew>. <laughs> I mean, it, it's just Who is, like, who's your leader? Like, what are you talking about? It, it's, it's, it's deja vu. I mean, it's the exact same thing from <laughs> like 2009 coming back around. I mean, if, if you really want to know what my concern level is for the Saints, it is literally at zero. There's nobody who can beat us. We don't have another outside game all season. Um, as far as it goes with, with the Texans, Jared, I'll be 100% honest. You said, oh, man, that's what happened in that game y'all lost. You guys were down 10 with like three minutes ago and scored a touchdown. What about the game y'all won? Although y'all were up and blew a lead, they could have easily just made that a tie, and they would have won a division. They decided to go for it with two minutes left on you on their own like 40-yard line and didn't get it, and then that's how you guys ended up scoring. They could have easily, easily – Punted the ball and just took a tie, but they, they pretty much gave. But they were down. They were down twenty-eight to ten before Bill O'Brien decided he wanted to just run the ball. And then, then they got the, they, the only thing that happened <laughs> in that game was that was the first game where people realized that Andrew Luck could actually throw the ball again. Literally, we played press coverage because the game before that they played the Eagles and he couldn't throw the ball on a hail mary, and everybody said he doesn't have enough arm to throw the ball downfield. So the Texans took away all of the deep, uh, the short passes and said throw the ball deep. And then Andrew Luck was like, oh, my arm is actually healthy now. If you look at the last game, 
Colts only scored 24 points. And you can say, yeah, the Texans scored with three, I think it was four minutes to go in the game to make it a three-point game. You also can say that with six minutes to go, Texans didn't kick a 56-yard field goal. They, they decided to punt the ball. If they kicked the field goal, it's a tie ball game. And even with that being said, if Jadavion doesn't jump off sides, there's a good chance we get a stop on that last play and get the ball back. So all I'll tell you is you can look at the matchup as much as you want. I trust Deshaun in a big matchup more than I trust Andrew Luck. And I think when it boils down to it, you can talk about our secondary, but we have three cornerbacks coming back this week that have not been playing. I think they're healthy. I think our team has gotten healthy at the right time. Besides J.J. Watts, uh, he's got an uh, arm injury right now where he hasn't been tackling extremely well. He's been getting – he got the second and a half last week, but he hasn't been tackling as well because he's got two arm braces on. But with that being said, besides him, everybody seems to be rounding in shape. And Deshaun's playing at an all-time great great level. Their first quarterback in the history of the NFL to throw for 4,000 yards and 25 touchdowns in a season and also rush for 500 yards and five touchdowns in a season. And obviously, some you're going to oh, there's some stats that you can just throw out there. But as it extremely is. impressive <laughs> as it, all right, guys. I, I, I know we kind of went off on a tangent there. Let's bring it back in, fellas. So, so did we yeah. get who you guys – obviously, Jared thinks the Texas is winning it all. Uh, Jeremy feels the Saints are winning it all. So uh, that's that's how we're going to keep it, fellas, and we're going to have to see what happens. Uh, but let's, let's, let's go into some NCAA football. Big weekend, obviously. Uh, the big winners were Clemson and uh, Alabama. Uh, Jeremy, who you guys? Who's your favorite in the in the fourth matchup of uh, the two big dogs in college football? You know what? This is shaping up. You know, I told you deja vu uh, when it came to the Saints. This is starting to be deja vu as well. This is the Cleveland Cavaliers versus the Warriors, where oh, the Warriors won the first year, but it was kind of some injuries on the Cavaliers, and then the Cavaliers won the next year, but it was kind of some mid season, mid game injuries for the Warriors, and then they settled it with the third game where the Warriors came back and won. And then in the fourth game, it got pretty ugly, uh, or the, four, the fourth series. And I see that being somewhat the case, not quite as bad as the Cavaliers last year against uh, against the Warriors, but I do think Alabama's going to win by double digits. I do think um, they are going to put some pressure on, on Trevor Lawrence. And I do think Trevor Lawrence has taken – like I don't know why they're running the read off from Trevor Lawrence. He's not that athletic, and he's not that nimble. If he, you saw both games, if you really looked at both games, and you don't think that Clemson's an overall better team, now I'll give you less. Let's, let's talk about the first. I don't think that, I don't the think first time you know Clemson lost Alabama. Obviously, second time, I really thought Alabama was a better team. I just think we did. We didn't know Deshaun was Deshaun Watson, and he proved it. Right now, right now, right now, Scarborough injury. Right you now, the first game. Hold on, hold on. Let me let me finish yeah. my point. Right now, Clemson looks like the better team. They they look stronger. They're more physical. Uh, they just look like based the better team. What? I think I think they have. What do you mean based on? I'm just, I'm just telling you. Looking at both both games. Well, so I mean, ahead. Alabama got up twenty eight. Got up twenty eight nothing early, quick, and then they just took their foot off the gas. I mean, that, that was one of those games you don't of take where your foot off the gas. Yeah. No, they didn't know. Yeah, yo, Jeremy, just put some respect. Whenever, whenever the game got close, what, what happened? Did Alabama Jeremy, not just go right back down the field? Answer this question: Oklahoma has one of the worst defenses in the country, correct? Yes, they are horrid. Right. They're horrible. So you can say what happened when the game got close. Oklahoma scored on six straight possessions to end the game. When the game got close, Alabama couldn't get a stop. They scored on. They could, they, they, but they kept. They, they started. They started scoring. But here's the deal, though. You're, you're not like Oklahoma can, has can the best. Agree? Has no more offense in football. Can we? Can we agree? Oklahoma, their defense 
in half of what Clemson's defense is, not a third of what Clemson's defense is. So yeah. when you're looking at it, you Clemson, you, you can say, oh, Oklahoma had the number one offense in the country. Clemson's number three, and Clemson's number one since Trevor Lawrence took over. So I, I'm, I'm not telling you that that. I mean, that's that's like if you throw that's because Trevor you throw Lawrence in that Louisville nice. game that scored like seventy something points. <laughs> Trevor Lawrence is nice. Now Trevor Lawrence is he's he's pretty good. But here's here's my thing. First pretty off, when, Al, when Alabama when Alabama needed a score, they scored at will. The the, the thing with they Alabama did. was they were, they did, but they when, couldn't listen, stop Kyle Murray. Even, I can't hold. They could I not stop Kyle Murray. I can't even say they scored at will because they no it. they they scored at will. They did at circus. Put this in perspective though. They had a, a fumble on the one yard line that got overturned. They had a touchdown on the second drive. Yeah, was it? Oh, yeah, was, can was can he I, down? Can I finish? Can I finish? It was okay. he was down, but it was a close play. <laughs> yes, he had a, a catch in the end zone that I didn't think was a touchdown on the second one. And then they it didn't was. challenge the play on fourth down at the end of the game where he clearly didn't get the first down. Where two was slid yeah. before he got to the first down mark finish. Down. So I'm not. I'm not. I, I agree. They move the ball at will with Burson. What I'm telling you is at will. At well, will. What I'm telling you is they should have been a fourth down at the end of that game to give them a shot. They missed a call there. Didn't challenge a shot at what? Jerry, they were still down to eleven points. Eleven points with four minutes to go. If Kyle gets a touchdown, that's pressure. Jerry, Jerry, stop. They, they they literally they literally started playing around with it. Like think about it this way. What what is Oklahoma's defense terrible at? They're the worst Everything. pass Everything. defense in football. Everything. No, no, they're not bad against the run. They're actually, they're actually not bad against the run. They're just, they're just 129. I saw my boy Najee Harris after contact making like four or five extra yards every time he touched the front line. Every, every you time. You see him do the same I, thing I, against Clemson. Forget, but forget every time. Yeah, oh, David, do you, you remember, do the same do thing against Clemson. Do you remember the play where uh, where the running back, I can't what's the, the cat number eight, the, the dude from Tulsa, where he ran over the guy into the end zone? Where he literally yeah, the ran the, sa- the safety over. I'll put. I- I'll tell you this. Let him run up against some safeties from. Club- Let him run against Isaiah Simmons and hope see if that happens. Let him run versus Jerry, Baby Cam Chancellor. You, you guys Isaiah- like. Wait, 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 wait. Let me. Let, you guys, you guys are still realizing this is the same Clemson defense that two weeks ago got burnt, got torched by by South Carolina, who couldn't put Jerry, up a point for Virginia. Jerry, they got, they got torched by South Carolina because of the fact, and I can't say they got torched. They put up thirty something points. Same thing. Thirty-five points. But Jeremy, put up less points than the Jeremy, offensive football. Jeremy, put this in perspective, though. They weren't missing the middle linebacker who was calling out plays. So I, I, I'll put it this way: if the middle linebacker gets hurt, what happens? If the middle linebacker gets hurt, we might be in trouble. But I don't expect the middle linebacker to get hurt. <laughs> At the end of the day, though, this, this is anybody, what I'm anybody's big time players. You can't. I mean, that's for anybody. No, this is not all American, all American middle linebacker gets hurt. Then you, oh yeah, what? You right. just told me that the reason that the, the Bama lost the Clemson a few years ago is because Bo Scarborough, who wasn't even the starting running back, got hurt. And, but but somehow now a middle linebacker being hurt, like oh, yeah, but what that being said, he had 150 first quarter yards. Jeremy, Jeremy <laughs> was it was a 78 yard touchdown where the t- tackle literally turned around and tackled the, d- the defensive end should have been holding they didn't call it. But with that being said, this is why Clemson's going to dominate this game. I got Clemson right, last by points 10. right here. Jared, last point. I, Jared, I, haven't last point. Said, I haven't even said anything about the game yet. 10 to 14 points. Clemson you said a lot. Way. I know, <laughs> but I haven't said my points. So here's why. One, Trevor Lawrence has it throws the best deep ball in college football. Two, we have bigger, better wide receivers than anybody else in the country. Our receivers are 6'4", 6'5". All of them run fast, and they have freshman cornerbacks. Dude, 
that game with Oklahoma, as much as you can say they got they got three stops to start the game, they don't get those stops. I think they may lose the game if Hollywood Brown is actually healthy. Hollywood Brown is the best receiver on Oklahoma, and he was just out there as a decoy. I don't think he caught a pass. He was limping around out there. Literally, the, CeeDee Lamb torched their corner, torched Patrick Sertan Jr. all game. And Travis Etienne is the fastest running back in the country. And he he gets he's gonna get you one big time play every game. And every with that game. being said, every Tua, game he's gonna break one. You're gonna, you're gonna get to two in that backfield. And two is left seven of the last nine games with injury. And even though I, I, I'm hoping he stays healthy, he ain't gonna have no time to be throwing the ball like he did versus Oklahoma. Jeremy, I just they're just like Clemson's just better. Like they I'm trying to tell you, Clemson is better than Alabama. They have a better yeah, well, football got, program than Alabama you, right now. You you got Oh, no, no, damn it, damn it, stop. It's, it's, it's crazy do. talk. First off, first off Notre do. Dame, I'm, I'm a, everybody knows I'm a Southern Cal fan. So the South, no, Southern Cal should have beat Notre Dame in their last game. And Southern Cal is terrible this year. Notre Dame is absolutely horrible. Like, who was their best win? But Jim, Michigan? Why are you bringing up Notre Dame? That, Clemson didn't, that wasn't even a game. Exactly. Well, but what are you guys Notre basing it on? Who, 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 I'll, I'll put it this way. Based on, I know Jared's gonna say, uh, Jared's gonna say, oh no, they're not better than Clemson. Based on the numbers, has Alabama played a team that's better, that's a better, better scoring team than Clemson? Sure, Oklahoma. Oklahoma, yeah, yeah, yeah. Have they played a team that has a higher ranked defense than Clemson? No. Yes, Mississippi State is number one defense in the country. Oklahoma is number one offense in the country. But have they played okay, a so team they... that have both? No, no, no. But that's not my point. They've seen. Of course, Great, who who is <laughs> my my no, my point is this: Has Clemson played a, a offense nearly as good as Alabama or a defense nearly as good as Alabama? They haven't played neither. Who's going to play all the? Here's, here's the point: You can say they played Oklahoma, but Oklahoma scored at will. You can say, oh, they played Mississippi State, but Mississippi but they State scored less than South Carolina. Jeremy, they scored less than South. Yeah, and put this in perspective: South Carolina has seven points and a half. When they started oh, scoring, half them. Yeah, half half of them points they started scoring were late in the game when we had backups in. Like where they, they scored they scored thirty five points. One of the points scored with like sixteen seconds to go in the game. That that that's not compare that the way that game went with the good. That's not we, how it went. And with that being said, and with that being said, here here's what I'll tell you. Bama, you said Notre Dame could have lost Southern Cal. Southern Cal has more talent than Notre Dame. They're a team that if you match them up versus Notre Dame. They can have a good game and give them problems. I don't think Notre Dame's great, but Notre Dame, the last game of last season, beat LSU, and they basically have the same people on there. Besides the fact that Notre Dame is missing two offensive linemen, besides that, they got the same people on that dog on that that line, or the same people on that oh, team the, that just beat LSU. Oh, oh the, the, you mean the two top ten picks on the offensive line? Oh, those guys, yeah, they're just oh, missing those. Yeah, yeah. Here's the thing: <laughs> Notre Dame scored twenty one points on LSU. They still held LSU to seventeen points. They still have LSU to 17 uh, uh, points with the same defense. So what I'm yeah. telling you is this. We can try to LSU didn't have his quarterback. You said Notre Dame had, had to play anybody. Who's Alabama played that's really good? That's funny. He said, oh, they're, they're only missing that guy who the number one guard in football right now. Well, yeah, I'll tell you, fellas. This, this guy, I mean, <laughs> this this game, though, boys, I mean, I can't wait to watch. This, I know. Where are we watching this? Where are we watching I don't know, bro. We got to let the, our listeners know, man. Anybody want to pull up on us and watch it? Last, but, last, but I don't know, man. But the game's gonna be crazy. Last thing, last thing I'm gonna say. This this is what I'm gonna be saying when I come back in here on uh on our next podcast. <laughs> <laughs>
<laughs> Speaking of Kawhi, uh, not even talking about NBA yet, but Kawhi had forty five tonight. Did he? Like, oh, Kawhi's yeah. a man. Toronto, Kawhi's a man. Uh, Toronto's gonna be a little, little sneaky little problem. The East is shaping up pretty well. Speaking of, so, somebody's gonna beat the Warriors this year. I don't think the Warriors are gonna win this year. Hey, Dave, Dave, I, I got a question. Early. You said, Go ahead. You said Kawhi had forty five. What's forty five minus twenty? Yeah, uh, that's twenty five. Uh, and twenty five that you got from Jeremy got the bet on Alabama versus Oklahoma. Let's go. We we did cover that twenty five. Yeah, I I do like that. That's uh that uh, that is yeah, Jeremy. I, I'm looking forward to that. Yeah, so uh, I, I appreciate that, Jeremy. Jared, thanks for reminding me. No problem. Yeah, I'll uh, get it. Ba- I'll get it. I'll get it back on Alabama. Hold on, before we go into the NFL, guys. I'm sorry. Before we go to the NBA, uh, let's talk about Antonio Brown situation. The whole uh, fiasco apparently with him getting into it with uh, with Big Ben and then not playing and then asking for a trade. Um, that's crazy. Like yes. 85. What's going on with your boy AB, man? So here's the deal. Everybody that talks about Antonio Brown says this. Antonio Brown is the most diva receiver out of everybody, but he tries to come off as a non-diva receiver. But I mean, let's just put in perspective things that have happened this year. He didn't like an article that a reporter put out about him, so he threatened him on Twitter. Then since before the season, at the end of last season, he uh he got mad because he wouldn't get enough touch, touches and threw some Gatorade coolers in the motor game. Season before that, they win their playoff game, go to the AFC Championship game, and Mike Tomlin is giving his speech in the locker room, and he puts out a Facebook Live video of Mike Tomlin's speech without telling Mike Tomlin that he's putting it on Facebook Live. Now, he's out here throwing footballs at Ben Roethlisberger because he's mad in practice and throwing a temper tantrum and going AWOL for four days? You missed four practices, then show up the day of the game expecting to play? You missed four practices. I may be, bro. I may be. Dude, I'm telling you right now, AB got to be traded. And and this is what happens. Come on. Come on to Charlotte. Come on to Charlotte. I'm telling you, listen listen here. You know how bad AB can't miss the passes? (laughs) Dude, hey, listen. <laughs> I, it, doesn't, it doesn't even matter. Fuck you. It, it, it doesn't even matter. I'm saying AB would be great in, in Carolina, but what I'm telling uh, you is that's this: hilarious. you got to ship him out of town. One, Juju's oh, AB gone. I basically think about it. I mean, Steelers say what you want about Tomlin. You know, he's a comes off as an enforcer, but to me, this guy he has a kind of a Trump administration type organization going on in the Steelers, man. You, you didn't pay your boy when you should have paid your boy. Uh, you know, you got a B going a wall. Big Ben's had issues, not making the playoffs. It's just, I don't know, man. I don't know. Yeah, I, I agree. Like and I, I think, I think what you got to look at is Juju is an excellent receiver. He had 1400 yards this year. Um, he, he's a number one receiver. You don't need him there. You drafted a receiver in the second round and James Washington this year, trade Antonio Brown, trade him to the Panthers, get a first rounder and, and, and start over. And um first round Yes. Oh you don't think Antonio Brown's worth the first rounder? I don't oh, think yeah. he'll get a second rounder. You're crazy. Jeremy, put this in perspective. Odell Beckham Jr. No, I'm sorry, now Odell. Uh freaking uh Brandon Cooks got got a first rounder uh to, to go to the dog on Rams and got a first rounder from the Saints to go to the Patriots. And Brandon Cooks can't lace Antonio Brown's shoes. Antonio Brown statistically is having one of the top five greatest receiving careers of all time so far. Now, do I think he's a great top five receiver of all time? No. But with that being said, if you don't think Antonio Brown in his prime can get you a first-round pick, then 
you you smoking on some good. Have you seen this right, cap coming up? So let me just give you Antonio Brown's next three seasons of cap hit. Um, so he has $22 million coming next year, $18 million coming the year after that, and then $19.5 million coming the year after that. So a 31-year-old receiver who has locker room issues, you're going to pay him $60 million over the next three years? How, how many, and giving uh, up a first rounder for it? Jim, and giving how, up a first how, rounder? Jeremy, how much of that is guaranteed? Zero. Uh, let's see. Uh, no, he definitely has twelve million guaranteed. Got to be next some guaranteed year. in there. Yeah, it's got to be some guarantee in there. No, they they said that with that contract, the only guaranteed part of those is guaranteed if they keep him through that season. So the only guaranteed part of his contract. There's none guaranteed beyond this season, except if they he's on the roster by a day, he gets a certain amount of guarantee. None of it's guaranteed. So if a team trades for him, now obviously it would suck to trade a first round pick for somebody, have him for a season, and then decide to cut him. But with that being yeah. said, it's not like you're tied that that money long term. But if you if, but here's the thing, Jerry, if you're gonna trade a first rounder for him and you're gonna keep him for one year and you're gonna pay him twenty million that year, like what what's the purpose if you're not gonna keep him? I mean, at the end of the day. I think Antonio is going to get a, he's going to get traded for a third rounder. Um, I definitely don't. I would not. I would. I would be angry at the Saints if they traded a second rounder for 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 Antonio Brown. And we need a number two receiver. That that's how. So you think Golden Tate has more trade value? Come, Golden Tate got traded for a, a second rounder this year, and he had an expiring contract. You think Golden Tate on an expiring contract gets gets more in trade value than Antonio Brown? I think that's crazy. Well, I mean, there there's a there's a difference. Golden Tate is considered uh, a hard nosed, hard working, good locker room guy who can make some plays. Yep, Antonio Brown is seen as a diva receiver who is already aging. He's already thirty one. So when you get him, he's going to be thirty two with sixty million dollars on the books for the next year, and you don't know how he's going to do in the locker room. So I mean, I, at the end I, of the day, I think Jeremy does have a great point. But they're, they're if I'm, not, Panthers, you, I'm I'm taking that chance. I'm taking. I'm exactly. Taking you that think Golden Tate's a better locker room guy? Golden Tate ain't close to Antonio Brown as a receiver. So I, I, I'll put this in perspective. I saw Terrell Owens get traded for first-round picks, and that was in a less-passing year era. And Terrell Owens, at, at that point in time, is very comparable from a number standpoint to Antonio Brown. Yeah, that is uh, great points from both you guys. Uh, let's keep it moving, man. Let's go into some NBA. Um, Harden averaged 40 points per game in December. Um I mean, do we we gotta start taking hard serious as like a all time great? So let's start with Jeremy. Where do you rank him amongst NBA greats right now? Amongst NBA greats, it's hard. Uh, if I was going like shooting guard wise, he's obviously behind you know Kobe, uh, Jordan, um, Dwayne Wade. I still have him behind D Wade. Uh, Maybe AI, but I don't know. He's probably, he's probably right there in the fourth range. Um, maybe the fourth best shooting guard of all time. I think he is very underrated. I think we hold him to a standard. We I think he's better. Than yeah, that's what I think. That's, that's what that's why I said I put probably put him at fourth, but I still put him behind Wade. Um, but um, I I definitely I definitely probably put him at fourth. The one th- I mean, he's over like guys like Clyde Drexler and people like that at this point. But I think he's definitely underrated. I think we hold him to a standard. We don't hold other pe- other people to. Um. There's some people we choose to 
truth to Nick Pitt. You know, I, I was telling somebody with Anthony Davis. Anthony Davis is in his seventh season. They have the second worst record in the West, only above the Phoenix Suns. He's made the playoffs two times and only won his first playoff game last year. And everybody wants to give him credit. Nobody talks about Anthony Davis. James Harden was traded to the Houston Rockets when their second best player was Jeremy Lin. And they have not missed the playoffs one time. Nope. Not since he got there. He was traded to a team who, at the time, their best player was Lynn Sanity, and they haven't missed the playoffs. They made it to the conference finals a couple times. They've been knocked out by Golden State every time they've gotten there. And they can really say, hey, Golden State has really stood in the way of us. I mean, uh, they can can make a legitimate argument, hey, for the last, let's say, four years, we've been the third best team in basketball behind the Cavaliers and and the Warriors. So I think James Harden's highly, highly underrated. Has he come up small in the postseason sometimes? Of course he has. But overall, um, I take him on my team. I kind of hate how they uh, officiate him because I think he gets to the free throw line way too much uh, on some ticky-tack calls. But, hey, if they're going to keep calling it, you can t- keep taking your eight steps before you shoot and keep uh, stick your arms out and going to the free throw line. So good for him. Go. Let's go. Um, Hard. If we're going to talk about um, all of all time, James Harden is a, a very good player. Uh, do I think he's better than Clyde Drexler? I don't know. Like, uh, like they're, they're completely different eras. I think it's hard to, to, to compare them. I mean, you start looking at, at the greatest two guards of all time. Could he be fourth? Yeah. Do I think he's a top five player in the league right now? No, I don't. And, and Give me five better. I, think it, I think number one is obviously LeBron. I think number two is Steph. Number three is KD. Number four right now, I'm going Giannis. Number five, I'm going Kawhi. Um, Oh, Giannis is is above uh, Harden? Yes, I'm going to tell you why Giannis is above Harden. One, Giannis plays both sides of the ball. Two, when you look at Giannis, Giannis has never had a competent head coach until this season. Beforehand, he's getting coached by Jason Kidd. Jason Kidd is an awful head coach. And now he's finally got a good coach in Budenhoser. And what team has the best record in the NBA? It's Giannis and the Milwaukee Bucks. I think when you look at the, the way that he plays the game, I would take Giannis over James Harden. Although, I think James Harden's numbers are going to be phenomenal. And partly, James Harden's numbers are going to be phenomenal because Mike D'Antoni inflates the numbers of whoever he coaches. You can look at, at Steve Nash. Steve Nash was a two-time MVP under, under Mike D'Antoni. Steve Nash. Keep, keep in mind, though, I, I don't, 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 don't want to cut you off, but keep in mind, Steve, if you go back and look at Steve Nash's numbers when he was winning MVP, he was averaging like 16 and 12. Like, he wasn't – Steve Nash no, wasn't putting up crazy numbers. What? Was Steve Nash was, was unbelievable that year. He was. He, he was. And, and, yeah. and the thing is, Jeremy – Like, you Steve can't look Nash, at, like – he was, like – he was that team, and that was good. They were, like, they were yeah. they were, they were super solid. And, and, and here's what I tell you. Look at look at Dan Tony with whoever his primary ball handler was. Raymond Felton was the, the number one alternate for the All-Star game as the, as the point guard for him. Chris Duhon got a – I think it was a $40 million contract because he was the starting point guard in D'Antoni's system when he first got to New York. Uh, Lynn Sanity happened because he was the starting point guard in D'Antoni's system. Anybody that's the starting point guard in D'Antoni's system puts up an inflated numbers based on what they should be putting up. So I'm not telling you Harden's not extremely talented. I like Harden a lot. But I think some of that is inflated off the fact of he's playing in that system. Next thing I'll tell you is this. If you're telling me James Harden in the playoffs, why does he struggle? I think he struggles because of the way he's officiated. 
there's no way in hell James Harden's supposed to be taking nine or ten free throws a game. Like, there really isn't. He does a, a phenomenal job of swiping his hands through to be able to draw contact. But the way they officiate him in the regular season, the way they officiate him in the, in the postseason is completely different, which is why his numbers always trend down when he gets to postseason because he doesn't get those calls. Then he ends up shooting a whole lot of three-pointers. And he's a decent three-point shooter, but he's not a great three-point shooter. He's in the 34, 35, 36% range. He's not in the 41, 42, 43% range. So, uh, like I said, top, my top five players in the league right now would be LeBron, Steph, KD, Giannis, and Kawhi. Yeah. Follow, follow Le- LeBron's, by, not a, Le- LeBron's not a top five player in the league. Jeremy, yeah, I, I, well, if you don't go what? ahead and stop smoking. Jeremy, wait, wait, wait. What, what, what happened when James Harden and, and LeBron have played the first two times of the season? What happened? Jeremy, what happened James, when LeBron James, played James played Harden not both times? Huh? First off, What's the guy doing with LeBron still not being the best player in the world? Are you kidding me? Well, based on what? Like, what, what, is your, what is that based on? Based on, the fact on? He's going to, based on the fact that he's going to eight straight finals and been the best player in the league over that period of time. Like, oh, wait, wait, no, day, no. Yeah, yeah. If you're the best player in the league, you win. Get to the finals doesn't mean anything if you don't even win a game. Everybody in the West took a game off the Warriors except when they got to the finals when LeBron couldn't. So if you're going to tell me James Harden taking the question. You're telling me it's a question. Wait, wait, wait. wait, 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 wait no, no, let me yeah. I'm up, uh, address your one point. The first two two rounds where they lost the game, did Steph Curry play in those mm-hmm. games? No. So, did but, they really wait, 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 come, wait, 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 game yeah, They did. But, Jared, I'm talking about I'm talking about Harden. Harden took three games off of him, and Steph Curry played in every one of them. So, did Harden, are you going to tell Harden me take those games off Harden? Wait, 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 let me, let me, let me, let me, let me, no, no, Harden did. Let me, let me, let me put it in perspective. If we're going to say, LeBron is the best because he got to the finals by not having to play against those teams. Let me give you a good example of why Harden is actually better than LeBron. LeBron went seven games with the Pacers. Who were the Pacers' top two scorers? Who were their two best players? They were um, Oladipo and Sabonis. Oladipo and Sabonis, where did they come from? Oh, they came from OKC, where they played with Russell Westbrook and a whole bunch of other players. And you know what? Harden by himself without Chris Paul the year before beat them in five games. That's what James Harden gives you. But we're going to give that LeBron credit. Oh, man. Is that by Who, himself? Who else is on the team? Who else is on the team? On that team, they had Clint Capella, one of the best defenders in basketball. They had Patrick Beverly, one of the best defending point guards in basketball. They had Eric Gordon, one of the best six men in basketball. They, they, they had uh, Harold off the bench who's balling out for uh, right now for, for the Clippers. Yeah, yeah. Like you, you just named the Cavaliers you, team from last year. No, not. What I'm telling you is this. If you're going to look at it at, at James Harden, one, has James Harden given LeBron problems in the regular season? Yes, he has. One, because LeBron didn't guard him. Two, because of the fact that when you look at it, James Harden's going to go to the free throw line a ton in the regular season. But we just got done saying that Harden's numbers drop in the postseason. So how the hell are you going to try to tell me, well, look what James Harden did versus LeBron in the regular season, and ignore the fact that you just said James Harden's numbers drop in the postseason. Like, that's the whole – are we the best player because of what you do in the regular season or because of what you do in the postseason? Plus, you're going to say LeBron but, didn't win a game. Or you, you can say LeBron didn't win a game, but let's be 100% honest. LeBron won game one. They, that game was stolen from He didn't. And, Enough. Jeremy, that game was stolen from LeBron. LeBron put out 51 points in the game. They had four calls the referees said, that the NBA came out after the fact and said were bad calls in the last two minutes of the game, all that went against the Cavaliers. So the, the, the fact to say he didn't win a game, and then after that, LeBron punched the wrong and broke his hand. Like I'm not I'm not going to tell you, oh, he didn't win a game. He did win a game. Uh, you know what? That's, that's on the wall. The wall should have moved yeah. out the way. He ain't win, no, he ain't win that game. 
I like like all your points are are legit and you're, they're right, but he ain't win the game. Like they lost. Yeah, he's from touch. Uh, you can say that, but the but the but the official record book said they blew four calls in the last two minutes of the game. Yeah, but the official record book said they they took the hell. That went lost. But let's 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 bring it back in, fellas. I I think that that went a little long on the hard, but both of you guys have great points about. Uh, where you think Harden's gonna gonna fall in the history books? Uh, but let's get into these freaking picks. Last week, Jeremy plus nine nine six for the week, plus four ninety seven for the season. You popping, Jared six hundred oh, yeah. up for the week, plus six hundred for the season. It looks like Jared's ahead by the by hundred and three dollars for the for the season. Oh, yeah. That's that's pretty crazy. That's pretty crazy. I'm I'm. I'm, I'm kind of mad I didn't uh, hop in there with you guys so I can make you guys look like idiots. But, uh, yeah, uh, <laughs> let's talk about your picks. Uh, let's start with Jeremy, man. What, tell me about your, your your big week, plus 996, and uh, yeah. what you got coming this week. Yeah, so um, we're going to change it up a little bit this week on, when it comes to the picks. I'll tell you first about, um, about the picks I had from last week, and then I'll tell you a little bit more about how we're going to make it a little bit more interesting for the playoffs. So – the big pick I had this week, 996, was on the Indianapolis Colts against the Titans. This was the easiest game you could have possibly bet. Uh, you're either going to get uh, Blaine Gabbard or you're going to get uh, Marcus Mariota with a stinger. And just side note, Andrew Luck in his entire career has never lost to the Tennessee Titans. So, I mean, hey, they only, they're a three-point favorite on the road. Easy money. Andrew Luck gets that done. That puts me 996. The other two ga- or the other four games, I ended up even. Uh, I was two and two in other two games, so I was three and two overall. Um, I picked that the 49ers were going to cover against the Rams. That obviously didn't happen. Um, I picked that the Jets would be able to cover against the Patriots. That didn't happen as well. Um, but I also picked uh, the Bears to cover against the Vikings. Boom, boom. Uh, and then lastly, uh, I picked the. It was the Cowboys to cover against the uh, against the Giants, so I ended up uh, three and two, plus four ninety seven. I was down about fifteen hundred dollars two weeks ago, but your boy's back in the positives. And for the postseason, this is how we're gonna do it: you can bet with the money you've won during the regular season. That's it. You can put money on games. You don't have to put money on games, but we're gonna see who ends up with the most based on. Only betting with the money you won during the regular season. Yep. Okay. And so, all right. Yeah. Let me go through mine. <laughs> <laughs> you had a good week, man. I'm proud of you. Back in the plus. Y'all are close, oh, yeah. man. So, Jay, you, you, listeners, man, if y'all want to make some money, it's it's not bad to go go with Jay Deasy. So let's let's move on, Jerry. What you got, man? So Jeremy did the. Um... The crazy picks of just making $996 bets. Um, I took the smart approach of just, you know, trusting the picks, trusting everything's going to happen the way it needed to happen. And it did. I I, I was I was 4-1 for the week. So I was uh, plus $600. The only game I missed was I missed the Patriots game. And I didn't realize what was going to happen. Uh, what ended up happening in the Patriots game was uh, the Jets starting cornerback had an uh, Antonio Brown moment. And because he had the Antonio Brown moment, they benched him. And then I didn't realize the other starting cornerback, Morris Claiborne, they were going to put on IR. And so after that, the top three cornerbacks for the Jets were out, and Tom Brady had a field day. Um, but besides that, I picked the, the Bears to cover they did. I picked um, 
what was the other uh the other games i picked the texans the cover they did i picked um the um i'm trying i'm trying to remember my my my, my other two I, I don't have this thing pulled up um Either way, I know I, I was 4-1 and one on the week. Me and Jeremy went over a, few, a little earlier. Um, this week I'm feeling really good because of the fact I don't have to make bets, but I just feel so confident in my teams. I just feel very confident in my Texans. Um, and so let me just go ahead and kick this off. I have $600 to play with. I'm taking $100 and putting it on the Texans to cover uh, the two-point fa- two favorite. So I got Texans minus two for $200. Uh, I'm sorry, for, for $100. And I fully expect them to go ahead and get it done um other games that i'm gonna bet this week um are going to be i get the san diego chargers not san diego chargers they're los angeles chargers now i'm gonna i'm gonna forever uh probably be surprised with that but i get them going versus the ravens and as much as everybody loves the ravens right now that's one of the picks last week that i did say uh the ravens i picked the browns to cover six points i told you guys i thought that game was gonna be close and they were gonna have a chance of losing they did have a chance of losing it um but with that being said I think the matchup this week is is more favorable because of the fact that you're playing a team that has already seen Lamar Jackson in the way that they play. Um, so I'm going with the uh, Chargers. I had the uh, the Chargers were my or sorry plus plus one point. I'm taking the Chargers plus one point versus the Ravens to get it done, and to uh, and I'm doing that for an actual hundred dollars as well, I'm saving some of the money for later on in the season so I can just continue to to, to grind it out. So we'll see. All right. Yeah. Well, I'm 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 going to throw, I'm gonna throw my, my quick picks out. Uh, I am staying away from the Philly uh, Chicago game. I think Chicago should win, but I'm scared of Nick Foles. So there you go. There you have it. Uh, the Chargers versus, the, versus Baltimore. I want to bet on Baltimore. But as you know, before the season started, I picked the Chargers to make the Super Bowl. And I want the Chargers to make the Super Bowl mainly at 100%. Just so I'm right. So I'm not going to bet against them either. So the two games I am going to bet on is the Houston Texans, or sorry, the Indianapolis Colts beating the Texans. I got plus one uh, on that line. I am going to go with it. I am going to go with Seattle plus one against the Dallas Cowboys. I am predicting that by midnight on Saturday night, there will not be a single team from Texas in the playoffs. That is my Uh-oh. prediction. Real quickly, maybe I'm wrong. I had it. I had it. Houston plus two. Is it plus one now? Because I definitely take that plus one line. Thank I think you. it's plus one. It was uh, plus two Houston, earlier today. No, Houston, yeah, Houston, 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 Clarify. Yeah, I'm on the I'm, I'm I'm on the Westgate uh, the Westgate poll, so I figured I'm going to give you yeah Westgate right now has it at minus one. Cool, cool. Just want to make sure. All right, fellas, you I think that was about it, man. You got you guys got anything else? I think that's um, it. Well, I, Happy I got, New I got Year one to all last thing. Out there. You know what I'm saying? Go, one go ahead, last Jimmy. thing for me. Uh keep a lookout because I'm gonna do a Facebook post this week um about LeBron calling himself the GOAT. Be on the lookout for that. I mean, it's gonna it's gonna be epic. It's probably gonna be somewhat of a rant. I'm not gonna have a timer on myself, so it may be seven, eight hours long. But keep look out for that because I'm gonna discredit that and tell you all why LeBron is the ninth greatest player of all time, and why apparently he's not a top five player in the league right now. Right, but yeah, yeah uh, he's not as nice. always <clears throat> to our listeners. Happy holidays, 
Happy New Year, all that jazz. It was a great holiday for me and my family. Uh, we appreciate you guys' support. Hopefully, you guys will keep listening. Tell your friends about us going into 2019. Hope you guys have a blessed year. Uh, follow us on IG, Amibros, A-M-I-B-R-O-S underscore podcast. Uh, we're on iTunes, Google, Spotify. We're here, guys. So we appreciate you guys. We out. <laughs>